Now, I coach people who are looking for that next job or that first job in product management. And they sometimes ask me, well, what's the trick to interviewing? What's the trick to this question? I got this question. Is there a trick to it? What do I have to say in order for me not to be eliminated? Well, this is Nels Davis, and you're listening to episode 120 of the Secrets of Product Management podcast. In this episode, interviewing tricks for product managers. You can find the show notes at secretsofpm.com slash 120. Now, I work with product managers and leaders who are committed to accelerating their careers and those of their teams, crushing the competition with market-winning products, and performing at their best. People who work with me have more skills, a pile of new tools, and mental models, and a huge confidence boost to make better decisions. They're more persuasive and generally get more done faster, all of which has the highly beneficial side effect of making their career move faster. Now, on the show notes page, you can find a link to set up a free 45-minute consultation with me about interviewing, go-to-market, or whatever other product management topic you want to discuss, and we might talk about me working with you on a longer-term basis. And again, that's at secretsofpm.com slash 120. But let's get back to interviewing tricks, which, of course, is something I do talk about with some of my clients. Well, here's the secret. There aren't actually tricks. But here are some things to think about. Product managers are unicorns. You have to be a special person to be a product manager. And the people that you're competing with for this job are also unicorns. We're all special. Now, if I'm the hiring manager, I want you to show me how you are special and why you are special and also why I should choose you over a bunch of other well-qualified special people with resumes very much like yours or potentially better. And I don't really want to hear about what you did or about what you know. What, what am I looking for? Well, I want to hear about why you did it, how you have a theory of product management, and how you show with your actions how you execute on that theory. I need to get confidence that you can do the things that product managers need to do like overcome obstacles, find market problems, persuade hippos that their ideas, while good, should be deferred in favor of features that move the needle, the ones that you've already prioritized. You need to be able to show me that you can help the team make forward progress and that you can motivate people, that you can remove objections and help sales and marketing succeed, that you can help customers succeed, that you can say no when you have to, which unfortunately is most of the time if you're a product manager, that you can make decisions quickly despite uncertainty and not having all the data, that you can know when it's okay to make decisions quickly and when you need to take more care, you know, the, the difference between a one-way decision and a two-way decision. You need to be able to prioritize. You need to be able to show me in the interview that you can prioritize and figure out what's important, that you can context switch because we have to be really mentally flexible in the product manager job. You're doing 15 things a day that you can play at multiple levels at once and you can be detail-oriented but also 30,000-foot level in your outlook nearly at the same time. So, okay, fine. Not every interviewer is looking for all those things or they may not know they're looking for those things. I would say they probably are deep down. But we're product managers and we need to think about what the customer, in this case the hiring manager, actually needs when they say their version of, I want faster horses. Their version of faster horses is something like this, and this is a little blurb. I just grabbed it from an actual product manager job posting off LinkedIn about an hour ago. It said, deeply analytical, digging into the data to understand not just what's happening, but also what to do next. Strategic in nature, not just optimizing what we're already doing, but inventing new approaches that we haven't thought of yet. Technically deep, 
able to understand the needs and tools of data scientists and developers, as well as everything going on in our product community, as well as experience with Python. This is for a dev tool for data scientists, more or less. And well-versed in product-led growth and building products for developers, as well as have a great design, a great eye for design and user flows, and eight plus years of experience as a product manager. Now, the reality is they don't really care about most of that stuff, or in some sense, those are some of the side effects of what their perfect person will be able to do. What they want is someone who can come in, make good decisions in their world, work well with the team, create value, say no without pissing people off, sell their ideas and the hiring manager's ideas, and all the other things that I just listed. Now, in your interview, the trick is you want to demonstrate that you can do all those things. And how do you demonstrate that? Well, with stories of when and how you did that in your previous experiences. Whether you were a product manager and this is your next product manager job, or maybe you were doing some other job and now you want to get into product management and you want your stories to show that you can do those things that product managers need to do, that long list I just shared. So do you want to show that you can gain credibility and respect of people much more senior than you and get them to make changes, but you haven't done that as a product manager? Well, maybe you tell the story, as one of my clients has, of how you completely revamped a long-standing process that was full of bottlenecks to such a degree of success that your new process was rolled out from your small lab to all the labs across the parent company's global operations. Now, what does this story illustrate when my client tells it? Well, first of all, that she could figure out what the root cause of this problem was. And it was a bad problem. The lab was so inefficient or was perceived as being so inefficient that it was about to be shut down. So not only was she going to lose her job, but a lot of other folks were going to lose their job. She also shows that she can come up with a good solution to this problem and that she can persuade senior people in the company far out of her reporting structure, which actually she was a contractor and was brand new. So she... Nobody knew who she was. She was essentially a nobody. She could persuade these people that this solution was worth trying and that the solution was so good that it should be rolled out across the company as a whole, not just in her lab. So she was able to not only persuade local people, local senior people, scientists in this particular lab, but also scientists across the country, across the world, who had similar labs and were running into similar challenges. So this is not a product management story because she wasn't a product manager, but it's a product management story. She needed the skills of a product manager to pull all that off. Persuasion, influence, problem discovery, go to market. Things which, by the way, are not listed in that job description I just read for you, to you as required qualifications. Those are product management skills and they're fundamental. They show you have the ability to discover problems and their root causes, that you have persuasion capabilities, that you can persuade people your solution is their best alternative, which is really the fundamental activity in go-to-market. Now, in this case, the market was internal people. And often, that's the case for product managers. A lot of product managers are internal, and they need to persuade people internally that their product is worth using. So, you know me. I have a hammer. It's storytelling because, obviously, it's good for this exact situation I'm talking about. Answering questions in an interview. Your stories are your demos. And we all know that a lot of times people need demos to be persuaded to buy. But the framework of a story, well, it matches what we actually do as product managers. A great story has an important and challenging problem as its premise, like this lab was about to be shut down. 
just as our prospects are suffering from an important and challenging problem. It's important and challenging enough that they might be willing to spend a huge amount of money to solve it. That's particularly true if you're an enterprise software like me. Our customers spend tens to hundreds to millions of dollars, tens to hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars on the solutions that we sell them. That's how bad the problem is. They would like to spend that money elsewhere or see that money go into, the, into profits, which goes into making the stock price higher. But no, they're going to spend that money on our product because the problem is so bad. Now, a great story is also filled with an exciting narrative of the search for the solution with obstacles and roadblocks and often a moment of despair that the solution will never be found. Just as our prospects have tried and tried to solve this problem and been unable to, They've tried spreadsheets. They've tried to build their own solution. They've even tried our competitors' products, all in vain. Now, I think the best example of the great story filled with an exciting narrative, well, there's, of course, hundreds and thousands of those. But my favorite one to use as an example is Die Hard. And if you're not familiar with the movie, you should go watch it. But in this movie, John McClane, the most of the movie is him fighting his way up and down a giant skyscraper, barefoot, trying to avoid these terrorists who have kidnapped people, kidnapped his wife. That's his main purpose, is to free his wife. And he has to basically deal with 30, 50 commandos who, and he has one gun with six bullets in it or something like that. Anyway, it's very, very exciting. And he, of course, achieves it, but it's very, very difficult. There are moments of despair, all the things. Now, the story ends with a meaningful transformation. This is another characteristic of a great story. The problem is solved. The hero is celebrated, peace reigns across the kingdom, and everyone lives happily ever after. Just as when our, when our prospect becomes a customer, their problem is solved, our champion gets a raise or a promotion or an award, and our users are all way happier. All those things happen at the end of our transformation. And of course, there's good business results and things like that. Now, the point of this whole little diatribe the structure of a story is a mirror of the process our customers go through on their way to becoming our customers. And we can use the same tools we use to make that process happen. And I listed a dozen of them earlier, like market discovery and overcoming obstacles and handling objections and using persuasion and influence and motivating developers as the components of our stories in job interviews. Okay, so maybe there is a trick. The trick is thinking about what the hiring manager actually needs when they say they want faster horses. And what they need is all those things that product managers have to have to be successful, like overcoming obstacles, all those things. So in your stories, you want to think about how your stories, which are, of course, based on the things you actually did, so you shouldn't have to make stuff up, although you might have to figure out how to position it or talk about it in a way that makes it into a great story you need to think about how your stories illustrate those skills. Not how they show you're deeply analytical, but how you used your insight and your analytical skills to figure out the answer to a vexing question despite not having all the data you needed. Like, should we invest in this new market? Just as an example. And you don't want to show how you're strategic, but how you persuaded an executive that their amazing idea should be put back in the backlog in favor of a less exciting feature that would actually impact key objectives in the actual strategy and impact key customers on a day-to-day -day basis. I'll put that full list of characteristics that I read earlier into the show notes. Of course, it's not complete. It could never be complete, but it will give you a lot to think about and to chew on when you are 
thinking about how you're going to talk about what you've done, whether that's in a job interview or thinking about it for your resume. And this all related to getting that next job, but maybe in the context of looking for your next promotion. So you can talk about to your manager or to the person that you want to work for, here's the things that I did and how I did them. And this is why I'm a great candidate for this product management job, this promotion. So you can find the list and all the other things that I'll put into the show notes, and there's usually a lot, in the show notes at secretsofpm.com slash 120. As I said, I coach people, not just how to answer interview questions, but how to tell amazing customer stories, how to use those stories for marketing and selling your product, and how to use those stories to persuade executives to fund your projects. But it's not just about storytelling. It's just one of the key things that, as product managers, is one of the most powerful tools you can have. But I can coach you or your team in storytelling and discovery in go-to-market. I can give you powerful mental models for product managers. Uh, I can help you with prioritization. A lot of stuff that I cover in the world of product management. You can see that if you look at all the episodes of this show. It covers a lot of ground. So there's a link in the show notes, the point of this, link in the show notes to set up a free call with me. We can have a short chat. I can give you a little free coaching. And if appropriate, we can discuss working together more effectively. I urge you to take advantage of that. This has been episode 120 of the Secrets of Product Management podcast. If you like this episode, please hit the like button on your podcast player and consider rating and reviewing the podcast on your provider of choice. Might be Apple Podcasts, might be Spotify, might be Google, wherever you get your podcasts. And I'd love to hear your feedback. You can leave a comment on the show page, or you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. And until next time, this is Nels Davis. Bye-bye.